1: This is Muse Watson. You know, the guy behind you, and I know what you did last summer. You need to watch. You need to listen to a podcast. It's called Don't Go Out There. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist... It's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. Just want to thank all our fans and listeners. We really appreciate all support. And we are are pleased to be joined today by an actor and producer with nearly 100 credits to his name spanning over three decades an established stage stage actor and veteran performer known for Prison Break, NCIS, and, of course, the hook-wielding killer Ben Willis in the I Know What You Did Last Summer franchise. Mr. Muse Watson, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing, sir?
1: Whoa. Well, after an intro like that, golly, (laughs) that sounds like a lot of stuff.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You've been in a lot, sir. Uh, we like to kick all of our interviews yep. off. Is What was it that drew you into acting?
1: Um. Well, I grew up in South Louisiana in a family of storytellers. And, you know, I was one of the ones that got up in front of everybody and, you know, would tell things and stuff. And uh, then as I uh, watched old black and white TV, I thought, oh, wow, that would be a kind of a career I'd want to have. But it was totally out of the question, you know. And, uh, and I, I, I never really felt like, uh, I had any control over whether I could do it or not until I went to college and had my first, you know, time on stage and listened as good as I could to how to become an actor, you know.
3: Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, you, you got that, what it seems like your first big shot, you know, in 1995 with uh, Julia Roberts-helmed, you know, you know, something to talk about. Can you can you talk a little bit about how that came to be and, you know, how you got that first big break?
1: Well, um, there was a casting director. Her name was Judy Boulay, and she worked on a movie that I auditioned for, and she remembered me. And I didn't get anything on that one, but when the role came up that she was supposed to cast, well, actually, um, uh, she wasn't supposed to cast it, but she suggested me to Marion Doherty, who was a vice president of casting with Warner Brothers at the time and, you know, a, a, a fan of mine, you know. And so right. uh, she, uh, uh, I got it, I, I, I actually got cast that way. Well that's awesome uh they uh it's it was just uh an unbelievable uh walk through and i just felt like i knew that guy and i could play that guy and uh and you know my my history of the horses didn't hurt none you know <laughs>
4: correct yes sir It's very yes <laughs>
1: i've been riding horses all my life you know in fact early on in my career uh People offered me a thousand dollars to get thrown off a horse what and wow yeah, and that uh, sounded like a that sounded like a whole lot of money
3: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and, it still I, is
5: well
1: and, and well, now I'm old and I've got rheumatoid arthritis, and I feel every one of them, and I don't think it was so much money oh <laughs> <I> understand. <laughs> very understandable <laughs> absolutely it, uh, It's starting to hurt now
4: oh I would know. imagine so. Yeah, my uh, uh, my mom actually has rheumatoid arthritis, so I I understand completely. Um, yeah. we we mentioned briefly in our intro that you have some stage experience. Can you talk a little bit about the differences in theater acting and movies and television? Is there a different preparation for those, or you know, what goes into those two things?
1: Oh my, uh, you know the difference between snow skiing and water skiing. I mean, they're both called skiing, right? right well that's right. well, that's about the size of the difference between theater and and uh, film okay it's uh it's It's really uh, extremely different. and uh, you see people uh, getting into TV uh, you know wearing a mic four inches from their lips and they're broadcasting like they're trying to get it to the back row of a theater. you know there's a lot of changes. In uh, subtleties of character, and uh, subtlety of move, uh, you know, all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's less, uh, film is less presentational, as we say. And uh, so uh, it, there's, there's a huge difference. And one of the other differences is, uh, on stage, you still have control of the final product. And on film, you don't. Right. Uh, Oh yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, there's some huge differences, and uh, it's uh, and I've I didn't quite get it until I, you know, um, I I didn't have to make mistakes. I watched people make enough mistakes, and it taught me because I was a teamster in about 32 films, and I drove the big trucks and did stunt. Uh, stunt work and vehicles and stuff like that. And I've actually watched the actors on stage and I wanted, or or on set, and I I wanted to be one of them. And as I watched them, I saw them make the mistakes they made coming from, you know, the people coming from theater, you know, and uh, and you could tell, you could tell the people who had theater background because you know the people who were doing movies and television wouldn't take your pa- their pants off in front of you if they had never done theater.
5: <laughs> right. If they had, if
1: they had done theater, they'd just drop their pants, you know, and wouldn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's a quote right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: Mr. Watson, uh, we we've heard a story you tell from time to time about a time in school where you were going to get in a fight in school and your brother gave you some advice about being crazy that you have taken with you throughout your illustrious career thus far. Can you tell our audience members about that story?
1: I can. I, uh, you know, from, I, I was, uh, uh, I was a pretty aggravating person at a very young age. And, um, these, uh, these boys, one of one of them, uh, about twice my size, had come up to me at school and told me, they said, uh, just get ready because when you get back here in the morning, we're going to whip your ass. <laughs> and uh, so when I went home, I, I went up to my brother Sam and I told Sam what had happened. And he looked at me and he said, listen to me really careful. Nobody wants to fight a crazy man. <laughs> and if you can get them to believe with your eyes that you're crazy, they'll back down. And I went to school in one of my first acting lessons and them boys come at me. There was three of them and them boys come at me and I just went out of my mind. I totally lost it, and then boys just started saying, "Well, you better, you better, you better," and they turned and walked away. <laughs> Jeez. And I want to tell you something. I've made some really good money with that look. I bet you oh, have. Yes, sir. <laughs> I was gonna say you definitely. Yeah, I can believe that.
3: We've seen it from time to time you on know, film, no doubt. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: It's uh,
4: you know it. Uh, <laughs>
1: When I I tell you, uh, when I was uh, five, I guess, my two brothers took me to school with them because it was the day where you could take your younger uh, uh, sibling to let them know what school was like. And I wore my Fanta 50s, you know, my cap pistols? Yes, sir. And when when I got there, there was a boy about in the second grade come over to me, and he's about, I don't know, two foot taller than me. And... He just started pushing on me and just bullying me and talking to me and stuff. And I had seen on them old black-and-white cowboy shows, I had seen them take their pistol and grab it by the barrel and hit the guy with the handle in the nose. So I grabbed my Final 50, turned it around, and I broke his nose, and it was bleeding all over the place. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> about, that, about that time, his brother come running over there, and he said, boy that's my little brother i'm gonna whip your butt and that long about that time my two brothers come running in from the other side got in between us and they said well that's our little brother and you're gonna have to come through us to get him well on the way home from school that afternoon My two brothers whipped my butt and told me, don't you ever get us into a fight again.
5: (laughs) 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 Oh, I love that. (laughs) Uh, uh,
4: Mr. Watson, I know you're probably tired of answering questions about this, but since we are horror movie podcasts, we would be remiss if we didn't ask you about the amazing role of Ben Willis in the first two I Know What You Did Last Summer movies. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that role came to be?
1: Uh, yep. Yeah, um, they were, uh, basically the producers were looking for somebody who would be easy for the, uh, the young kids to get along with, uh, but yet be able to bring across the killer thing. And, uh, so one of the producers on the show, believe it or not, was also one of the producers on the uh, uh, uh something to talk about oh, okay uh, with julia roberts and so okay. they said we need a bad guy but the bad guy needs to know how to control that you know and so uh this producer said well hey the guy just did julia roberts he said that guy could do it believe me and so they called me in and it was the last minute everybody had already gone to north carolina you know um they wanted me to make a tape and everything in the office and send it to north carolina at the last minute and uh when we did that they said you know i think i had four days to get ready oh wow and uh so i uh i was a little nervous because you know as an actor you 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 understand that when you go to hollywood uh you can't do horror movies if you want a long career because for some damn reason everybody believes that uh, anybody that does a horror movie can't act, you know? The opposite may be true to some people. Right. (laughs) There may be a lot of people in horror movies who can't act, but that don't mean everybody in a horror movie can't act. Right. And, uh, you know, and uh, so anyway, um, I was... I I didn't know if I wanted to take it or not. But listen, I was not a big deal, and I was not making big money, and I needed to. And so uh, I took it to further my career, and then I started working on the character. And as I worked on the character, uh, I just uh, was conjuring this old boy one night, and he just dying laughing. (laughs) And I asked him what he was laughing at, and he said, "I'm laughing at you. You're trying to work yourself up to where you'd kill somebody. <laughs> and for me,
5: yeah.
1: For me, I'm a psychopath. It's like drinking a cup of coffee. It ain't nothing to it." And I took that and I used that to create the best acting lesson I ever had in my life. And that was to go on the set. And do nothing. And after I did that and the damn movie came out, there were friends of mine who said, Muse, you look like the most evil person in the world. And I went, yeah, I'm a psychopath. <laughs> the, guy t- the guy taught me how to do it. You, well,
3: know? Say you brought up those those young actors. So that, I mean, they had such a young cast in, in those movies and almost every one of them you know, went on to just do huge things like Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Freddie Prince Jr. The list goes on and on. You know, can you talk a little bit of how it was working with them? And I mean, do you have any stories from the set, you know, uh, working with that cast?
1: Oh, I, listen, every one of those kids was like, uh, to me, so much talent. And so, you know, I, I knew every one of them was going to go. And, uh, uh, Lord have mercy, uh, Ryan I I thought he was going to be the next huge male star you know he's such a good actor you know and if he's given his chance he'll be able to do that right but uh you know uh and Michelle Michelle is just you know the ultimate professional uh you know uh, love Hewitt is is this incredible actress who is you know trying to have all the uh, nuances in there and everything, and it's just—it was amazing to work with those kids. I—I I really enjoyed it, uh, and um, and and they were—they um, uh, were understanding that what I was doing was acting. So there was no, there was no weirdness going on. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. They didn't feel uncomfortable
3: right. around you, right? Right.
1: No, no. Yeah, yeah. I am getting so old. Did I answer your question? Yes, sir. Oh, yes <laughs> you did. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. yes, sir. Yes,
3: sir. I was going I was going to okay. ask you a little bit about cuz uh you know it's pretty well known that you and actually Sarah Michelle Gellar developed, you know, sort of a bond on the set of that movie and and really got close. I mean, can can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, I know you said they were all but was 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 her relationship a little bit more special? Just just maybe she was around you a little bit more or Well,
1: uh uh, I, I remember uh, taking walks with her and stuff like that, and we were just like, you know, uh, uh, I, I was like her uncle and she was like my niece, you know, and we would right. talk and talk about the business, and I'd be, right. I would be totally flabbergasted that uh, she, uh, because she was so smart about business and stuff. I was so flabbergasted that she knew so much more about how to operate in Hollywood than I did. And I just sat there and took notes as she talked. And, uh, you know, she, she knew what to do. And, uh, so, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think, I don't think she and I, uh uh, how can I say this? We we didn't we didn't walk every day, and we didn't you know it was it wasn't like something that was like uh, uh, took a lot of time or anything. Uh, I just remember the times that we did that we did share some time together. I remember those as being very special, and thinking that she was a very special human being. You know? Yes, sir.
2: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Watson, were there any differences between working on the first one and the sequel that stood out to you? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, that first one was such a cool concept. I loved it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me as
1: well. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I've studied bad guys. And, <laughs> uh, you know, if you got a bad guy, You don't need to go and write in there stuff about somebody made love to his wife to get him more angry. He's already a bad dude, and you don't understand it if you write it that way. It's true.
4: Absolutely. Thank you for saying that.
1: (laughs) We don't need that. Right. Absolutely. So, anyway.
3: Yeah, in fact, sometimes it actually takes away from the character to know more about their backstory. You know, when you fill in the blanks yourself, it's actually yeah love right. it yeah absolutely
5: yeah
1: yeah and, and believe me i can tell you more with my eyes than any line you'll write i love that's that like, that's
4: that's <laughs> that's the reason we like horror movies for those things right there uh
1: yeah exactly absolutely, exactly.
4: absolutely. that's the kind of yeah. stuff we like here too um uh, shifting away from, uh, I know what you did last summer for a little bit, can you talk a little bit about your stay on the TV series uh, Prison Break? You had a long recurring character in Charles
1: Westmoreland, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, um, I was I was pretty excited about it uh, because, uh, you know, the more characters that I met in there, the more I realized that we had an unbelievable Acting experience going on here that you don't normally get on television sets, right? And it was that you had a a core of characters, and every damn one of them was trying their best to be a very separate and original character, and be true to that character to the end. And uh, it was uh, it was a delight. I mean, it was. It was a lot of fun. And, of course, um, you know, there were no bad parts. Um, I stayed in a suite on the 14th floor in Chicago, so it wasn't like I had to... Uh, you weren't rough at time. And, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> So and, uh, and that I don't know, though. All you have to do is be driven in a car through the gates of Joliet and all of a sudden you feel the limitations, you know, I bet your freedom is gone. Boy. Oh God. Yeah. That's a hell of a place. Hmm. So, but, uh, um, did you guys ever see that, uh, home invasion movie I did? Um, uh, no, no. Sir. I, what, what was it called? Let's see. Uh, like a something like a kid's prayer i can't remember it like uh you know good night or something uh well i can't think of the name of that thing but the it was it was that project i wanted to tell you it was that project working on that that gave me the best compliment as an actor that i've ever had and in that home invasion i raped the woman inside the house Mm mm-hmm And the day after we filmed it, she sent me a thank you card. Oh, wow. (laughs) For for being, for for how professional I was.
3: Well, that's great.
1: Does that tell you anything? That's fantastic. (laughs) That's really, really
4: good. Especially in that, that, you know, that that scene, those circumstances, that's really, really cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you're lucky, a producer will understand it. Right. If you're lucky, yeah, you're right. And I'm not so sure that, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, that the way I think is the best way for us to go. My, my word, the whole world's changing. But, uh, you know, um, it may be that the reality thing is more entertaining to the younger generations. And if it is, then uh, what I do will become worthless.
3: Well, I hope that's not the
1: case because,
3: I mean, I, I know I can speak for us three saying that the reality is not the way that that, that we hope that it goes for sure. Nope, <laughs> that's not, not,
1: not near as fun. <laughs> well, I describe it to my friends by telling them, <clears throat> less cowbell, more sax. <laughs> a, sax is a, a sax is a studied instrument. And a cowbell is a, a uh, an attendance award. There you go.
3: <laughs> I like that. <laughs>
1: oh, I like
5: that.
3: That's good. Oh, man. Hey, hey, Mr. Mister Watson, uh, NCIS, you know, it, it's, it's become yeah. such a huge show. You played Agent Franks oh, wow. in a, yeah. a large number of episodes. I mean, can you talk a little bit about that experience?
1: Uh, yeah, I... Uh... I, uh, walked into that audition and there was like 10 of them in there and, uh, producers and whatnot. And, um, I walked in the door and I knew as soon as I walked in the door that that guy had to talk down like this. Cause I knew for a fact that the way he talked, the way they got him written, he's been popped in the damn neck a couple of times. Right. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway.
1: That made the audition for him, so I got the role. And then, uh, uh, you know, it was uh, it, it, it was some brilliant, brilliant writing. And uh, you know, the teamsters on the on the set, you know, I'm always buddies with the teamsters because I'm an old teamster, right. And um, so the teamsters on the set, they would, as soon as they'd see me coming, they'd go, "Oh boy, we got a good one going." You know, cause the, and the writers they kind of <laughs> took a break and and when I would, you know, they were supposed to be in an episode, they'd write some crazy stuff and we'd play it out, you know. And uh, so it was, uh, it was a very, very, very uh, rewarding, and um, I, I, uh, I really enjoyed my time there. I wish, um, of course, like everybody, I mean, you know you'd not only be happier, you'd be richer. I, I wish I could have stayed home. I I, I think they have realized now that, that killing me off was a mistake. And I think they've even said that. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I <clears throat> you know, the <clears throat> producer asked me one time, he said, uh, you know, uh, how you doing? And I said, well, I'm I'm doing all right, uh, you know. Uh, have you uh, Have you yourself ever tried to be a mentor to someone who thought of themselves as the granddaddy? And they said, "Huh, no." And I said, "Well, the best way you could help me then would be give me more humor."
5: <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> uh,
4: Mr. Watson, you have a TV miniseries in the Diary of a Lunatic coming out where you play the creator. The premise sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds like a really, really cool idea. Uh, I know you probably can't talk too much about that, but could you speak on that a little bit and tell us
1: uh, and our audience a little more about it? Well... Uh, this whole project is uh this uh brilliant dude this uh um friend of mine uh mr roberts he he's he just he puts together all these people that are so excited to get this story across and get this thing going that it's amazing but um you're right i can't uh, uh particularly with my role i can't say hardly anything but uh but I'll be there.
2: <laughs>
3: understand. We oh, understand. Yes, <laughs> hey, yeah, that's
0: that's
2: what's most important. You'll be there at least. That's right.
5: <laughs> yeah. but it's that's a good right. problem
2: to have when you're an actor and you have jobs you can't talk about. It means you're doing some work. Yes. That's
1: yeah. That's right. It does. Yep. It sure does. Yep. And uh, and you know, I'm um I've kind of I've kind of uh, moved out. I'm getting kind of old, and uh, uh, we we decided that it would probably be a mistake for our special needs daughter to go to high school in L.A. So we moved to a tiny little small town in Kentucky. And uh, she's she's able to bloom here. So that's not only uh, limiting uh, my offers because some of the young directors, uh, for some reason, looking at what I've done is not good enough. They want me to fly to L.A. to audition. You know, I'm like, Mm. hey, wait, (laughs) you don't understand. The fish are biting.
2: (laughs) 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 Mr. Watson, me and you could be best friends. I'm from Kentucky, and you're right, the fish are biting. I went this weekend and caught a few bass myself.
1: (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, and, you know, my little girl is flourishing, and, and I wanted to be a little more selective uh on right. some things um i can tell you that there are some really good looking uh tv shows that are uh on some of the smaller networks uh that have called me and uh one of them is a cowboy thing and i'm i'm uh i'm hoping we're going to be able to work something out because i'd love to be on that thing and so uh it's allowed me to be a little more selective, you know? Yes, sir. And just
2: continuing on that, do you, do Mr. Watson, do you have any more projects that you want to maybe promote or shout out, or maybe your social medias? Do you want to shout those out real quick before we uh, end this call?
1: Uh, well, I've got a couple of projects, but at at this point, I don't think, uh, I'm going to do a movie about two old men. Who's, uh, on their bucket list is to go all the way to New Orleans on the Mississippi, and I've bought the boat and I got it all set up, and we're getting ready to film. but 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 that one'll grow. Uh, you know, basically, I just want to tell my fans thank you. I just want to tell them, I really, really appreciate you, and I want you to know that I don't have a career. I don't have an income except for you. and I appreciate it. Oh
2: yes, sir, absolutely. absolutely. Well said. Okay. Hey we we appreciate you man. You have you be blessed. Thank you. That was that you was fantastic. Thank you. You too. Thank uh-huh. you.
1: Bye bye.
3: Thank you, Mr.
2: Wadi. Bye bye. You as well. Bye bye. And I uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, Don't go out, out there. there.